financially tuned. Whether it's a high-performance engine or an orchestra, there's a significant difference between being slightly out of tune or perfectly in tune. The same is true of your finances. When your financial plan is even slightly out of tune, you may be paying too much for taxes, exposing yourself to too much risk, or retiring without a sound income plan. And like the conductor of an orchestra or skilled mechanic, Eric Cheek of Nevada Retirement Planners is the professional who helps to potentially get everything financially tuned. For the past 24 years, Eric Cheek has provided current, insightful advice for seniors, retirees, and those preparing for retirement. Eric works one-on-one -on -one with each of his clients to take the confusion and mystery out of the issues that threaten financial peace of mind. Contact Eric at 775-674-2222 or on the web at nvretirementplanners.com. And now here's Eric Cheek to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Welcome to another show of Financially Tuned with me, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners. And as always, my co-host is joining us today, Tony Shore. We're really excited to have you join us today because it's tax season. So in this show, we're going to be discussing how taxes can affect your retirement. It's a stimulating conversation, Tony. <laughs> oh, Eric, you know it is. Uh, it is tax season, though, so it is timely. Now, listeners, don't, uh, don't cringe and turn that dial right away. Uh, we are going to talk about taxes, but I'm going to ask Eric some interesting questions today. Some questions that uh, I think you need to know the answers to, and you may not. You may be surprised, and especially those headed into retirement might think, hey, my, my taxes are going to be a lot less. I don't need to worry as much about taxes in retirement because I won't be working. Uh, but surprise, <laughs> unfortunately, you need to be more concerned about your taxes once you hit retirement. Isn't that right? I think so because uh, you don't have the the earned income to uh, cover unexpected bills. So uh, an unexpected tax bill can really catch off guard. So right, uh, we run across have, this stuff. Yep, and you're going to have to have some income to pay bills, and income is taxable. So um, it, it, that's kind of the way things will work in retirement, and we're going to get into that a little bit more. But first, Eric. It's a big sports season out there. There's uh, there's uh, college basketball is coming up. It's not just tax season out there, you know. Uh, in in many places, spring has started to uh, to poke its head out. Right. That's true. You wouldn't. Uh, well, we've had some wild and woolly weather the last couple of weeks, but uh, yeah. yeah, we've got trees blooming and and stuff starting to come to life. But uh, we haven't really had the the springtime weather yet. Hasn't started to emerge, but that's okay. We're only one week into uh, uh, the new time uh, zone. We're in daylight savings time now, so we can catch everybody sleeping for a week until they get used to it, and then we'll move on. <laughs> sure, uh, that we can do. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on the show again today, Eric. It's going to be a good one, uh, even though we're talking about everyone's favorite topic. I mean, you know what I mean, uh, wake the kids uh, sit, gather around the radio because we're talking about taxes. Yeah. And, uh, Eric, but I know if anybody can make this topic exciting, there's one person in the entire world right now that can make this topic exciting. And his name is, is, Tony John, Shore. is John Fagelhagen. He's not here today, but number two on that list is Eric Cheek. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know okay, if it's going to be exciting, but I'll tell you what, uh, when we talk about taxes, you want to talk about 
ways to uh, pay less in income tax. So maybe that'll perk up people's ears. So they don't not paying as much as they might. Uh, so we're going to talk about some of those things that might surprise retirees and, and catch them off guard and how to address those. Well, exactly. So to start, uh, have you, I know you work with a lot of people. Have you had people out there that maybe uh, their tax situation caught them by surprise after they retired? Yeah. And I'll tell you one that uh, one that comes to mind is is going back to 2008. Now think about the the millions of people that had investment losses in 2008. Oh, yeah. And a lot of those people own mutual funds. And a lot of people aren't aware that mutual funds, when they have gains inside the funds, they have to distribute those gains at the end of the year. So I had some uh, new clients that came to me in 2009 and they were saying, Eric, explain to me how I lost all this money in my uh, my brokerage account with these mutual funds I have. But yet at the end of the year, I got a 1099 saying I made money. And what happened was a lot of these mutual funds as they're losing value and people are, are attempting to get out and redemptions are occurring. These fund managers are actually selling assets inside those mutual funds that they own that were uh, highly appreciated. So it generated oh. capital gains. And so those gains have to be distributed and those taxes have to be paid by the, uh, the people that own uh, shares in those mutual funds. So they lost money, dollar value on their accounts, but yet they paid a tax bill at the end of the year. And so, you know, the mistake on that, what, what I told people, it, it's hard to go back, but you shouldn't own a mutual fund uh, in a taxable account in most instances. Uh, there's other more tax efficient or tax friendly investments, but these are just something that really hit people and, and it hit them hard. It's like they're already down because they've lost money and then they have a tax bill on top of that. So that's a, a, a really extreme example, but it happened for millions of people around the country. And we still see it today where we'll see someone that has uh, a taxable uh, mutual fund account that is in a either an individual account or a trust account. They have a family trust or a transfer on death account or some type of taxable account where they own investments. And the first thing I ask them is, are you using the interest that this is uh, spinning off to live off of? And they say, if they say no, they say, well, look, let's get you into something that's more tax efficient, more tax friendly. But, uh, you know, there's just a lot of times where people don't anticipate these expenses they'll experience during retirement, like taxes. And you know, on the plus side, retirees may be able to exercise a level of control over their tax bills by the type of investments they have, and they can control the timing and the amount of uh, taxes they pay. Sometimes they can adjust their deductions to help make sure they don't pay more in taxes than needed as well. So uh, those are some of the things that pop up. Well, we'll get into more as we go along, Tony. Well, yeah, Eric, and, and you made a great point there. And that, wow, that's just, that's horrible that in 2008, people, not only did they lose money, they had to pay taxes on it. So that that just shows you you really need to have somebody who's looking at the big picture, not just a broker, not just an insurance salesman, but someone like yourself, a financial planner who's working with CPAs who can see these things and know, you know, who knows better. You know, asset allocation is key to avoiding unnecessary taxes and minimizing that tax burden. So it's true and and it's just a small little thing. Uh tends to be ignored. But when you're retired, if you can save a few bucks on taxes, those are dollars that you don't have to uh, put at risk to try and earn a gain. So uh, we yeah. we like to keep those taxes at a minimum. Yeah. 
Well, are there strategies you use for that then to help your clients minimize that tax burden and have a better idea of what their tax bill is going to look like at the end of the year? Yeah, this is this is just one example we covered where, you know, uh, we still use mutual funds. There are some great mutual funds out there, but we confine uh, those mutual funds uh, for my clients to IRAs or qualified accounts where it's not going to trigger a tax if there's a distribution at the end of the year. And for taxable accounts, we use, uh, you know, a vehicle very similar to a mutual fund called an exchange traded fund. They're very similar in the construction and design like a mutual fund, but they sell shares of stock. And so you can control your tax situation uh, much better by owning exchange traded funds. Uh, uh, basically, uh, since it works like stock, uh, you don't pay any taxes uh, on most of these exchange traded funds unless you sell shares at a gain. Therefore, you can uh, control and plan a little bit better on your taxes. But, you know, I work with CPAs all over town and that's one of the things we do is is we want to make sure that uh, people have a tax strategy. The strategies yeah. help, you know, it helps them have an understanding about, uh, you know, what tax ramifications might be. Uh, same thing works. You know, same thing happens, uh, Tony, when we're talking about distributions, when people start taking money out of accounts, there's a, uh, a, a, a normal, uh, you know, order of account liquidation, we call it, to uh, where taxes come into play as well. And so we want to look at it while we're investing, saving for retirement. We ought to also want to look at it while we're in retirement. What's our, our tax liability going to be? Well, are there other ways uh, then that you help your clients prepare for taxes during retirement? Yeah, I refer them to really good CPAs around. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, a, that's a key. You know, just, uh, you know, sometimes people need more than just the H&R block or, or, or the Jackson Hewitt or whatever. And, and, uh, you know, CPAs are, are more expensive, but I like to work with CPAs that do tax strategy, not just tax preparation. So, uh, you know, a good strategy may be knowing when to withdraw from these various retirement plans, uh, yeah. maximizing tax-free income. Um, seeing what type of tax credits that you may be eligible for, making sure that you're taking full advantage of the deductions that you might have and personal exemptions. So, you know, I want to make sure that our CPAs look over our clients' taxes and make sure the tax strategy is for their specific situation and it's created to really best fit their needs. Uh, we also look at doing conversions from IRAs to Roth IRAs and, uh, that's a, definitely a tax uh, uh, question that should be answered by a CPA in doing a, a conversion analysis. And so uh, a, a lot of times we have to pull in the use of a good CPA to do something like that. But uh, you know, if you get a, an IRA, IRA converted to a Roth, the tax savings on the back end, uh, you know, offering you years of potential tax-free growth, you want to see if that can be offset. Uh, or if yeah. that will offset the tax hit you're going to take when you do a rollover. So these are things that just, I don't know how good a financial advisor uh, needs to be to be able to, to answer those questions. But I refer those type of questions to our CPAs to make sure we have a, a, a tax question specifically that's answered by a CPA and not just a financial advisor or a broker or something like that. Sure. And you mentioned Roth IRAs there as an option for uh, maybe getting ready for taxes in retirement or being more prepared or paying less, having to pay out less in taxes uh, during retirement. Are there other options in addition to Roth IRAs that are available out there? 
Well, there is, uh, you know, a lot of people have life insurance. And so, you know, life insurance uh, should be seen as being one of the best in regards to tax-free disbursement. If someone has life insurance and they have uh, cash value in it, uh, they can borrow that cash value out of the policy and use that money to uh, assist them in retirement, use it to uh, add to their cash flow. Now, why would someone borrow money out of their life insurance policy as just as opposed to just taking a distribution uh, out of their cash value? Do you know the difference, Tony? Why you'd want to do that? I don't. Well, here's why, Tony. Um, if I if I had uh, money, a lot of cash value in life insurance policy, and I just asked the insurance company to send a, a check to me uh, as a disbursement, that would be a a capital gain and I would be taxed at my ordinary income tax ah. rates on that disbursement if I asked for it that way. So life insurance companies came up with a very clever way to effectively loan you money. It's your own money, but because it's a loan and you're going to pay interest on it, um, it's not a taxable event. So you can pull money out of your cash value of your life insurance policy by loaning it in effect to yourself and you just have to pay interest on the outstanding loan amount. But, you know, most insurance companies will charge interest on uh, cash value policies of maybe five or six or seven percent interest. So you're going to pay interest of five, six, seven percent on the money. Whereas if you were paying ordinary income and if you're at a 28 percent tax bracket, you've saved yourself 20 percent in taxes just by doing that. So uh, wow. that's something to look at. You know, we look at that with people that have life insurance policies. Maybe they. Uh, have outlived their usefulness. You know, we typically take out life insurance when we're younger to protect our spouse and our family if, if something were to happen to the breadwinner. But when we get close to retirement, maybe the mortgage is paid off and we don't have the debt load that we had. The kids have fled the nest. So maybe we can use that life insurance for another purpose, which is to uh, help support our retirement needs. Ah, very good. Well, you know what, Eric, our time is up for this first segment of the show. Is there anything you'd like to add before we take a quick commercial break? You bet. I always have something to add, Tony, and, and whether it's <laughs> understanding Social Security or learning about mistakes to avoid with your taxes, a lot of times it can be overwhelming and, and sometimes create a lot of stomach acid. So uh, do yourself a favor, visit my website at nvretirementplanners.com or give me a call in the office at 775 674 2222 to receive our complimentary retirement income toolkit. It'll help you prepare for retirement you've, you've been working all these years for. Uh, the toolkit's dedicated to providing you with information to help you make uh, sound financial decisions and build a retirement on a foundation that will stand the test of time. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. And listeners, stay tuned to listen and learn more about ways to prepare for retirement and to understand your tax situation and how it can affect your retirement, right here with Eric Cheek on Financially Tuned after this. If you are nearing retirement age, this message is for you. New laws regarding Social Security were recently passed in Congress, reducing benefits to millions of Americans. Two strategies for filing in advance will be eliminated that could mean substantial losses to your benefits. Less than three months remain before the changes are permanent. 
Are you one of those affected by the new laws? If you are going to file and suspend or get a restricted application, then immediate action must be taken to protect your interests. You could lose money if you don't act. Can you be grandfathered in? Find out more. There is no better time than now to get the information to make an informed decision. Best of all, the information is free. Call Nevada Retirement Planners at 674-2222 and schedule a complimentary Social Security review. Find out where you stand. It could be worth thousands of dollars in future retirement checks that you've earned. Don't procrastinate. Make the call. 674-2222. Please, you must act now. And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Cheek from Nevada Retirement Planners is in the house. And uh, Eric, you've been telling us about taxes, how to minimize that tax burden and how they can affect somebody's retirement. Uh, I would imagine that some people out there have a pretty straightforward tax situation, but uh, there must also be situations, and I'm sure you've seen everything, where somebody needs a more advanced tool or alternative when it comes to managing their investments during retirement as it might relate to taxes, right? Yeah. You know, I just kind of touched on it with the Roth IRA conversion. And this is a situation where uh, a lot of folks will go to their financial advisor and ask them the wisdom uh, of converting a, uh, a traditional IRA to a Roth. And the idea is really attractive to people, but they need to know that there are so many tax considerations that go into uh, participating in a Roth IRA conversion. So it's not something to take lightly. So, uh, and this option doesn't always work for everyone. Uh, and it almost always comes down to someone's specific situation. So again, uh, this is where you need a lot of information on um, doing a Roth conversion from a traditional IRA. There's a tax liability. So do you incur all the tax liability at once and pay it in one year? Uh, are you going to pay the taxes due on the conversion from funds inside the IRA or from an outside source like personal savings or uh, another source of money to pay the taxes? Uh, does it make sense to do the conversion uh, over several years, say five to 10 years, and just do a little bit each year and end up with uh, a tax-free account? So uh, like I said, the option doesn't always work for everyone, but really this is something where a CPA needs to do a, a complete thorough analysis. Uh, the CPAs that I work with are very familiar with uh, the type of questions relating to uh, Roth IRA conversions. So if anyone would like uh, to uh, come in for a consultation and see if a Roth conversion is right for them. Uh, certainly we'll get them the information they need. They can make an intelligent and informed decision. Sure. Well, have you uh, come across many people, Eric, who are concerned that maybe they've made mistakes on past year's returns? Geez, I don't know, Tony. You know, I think probably everyone, <laughs> everyone thinks that something's happened in the yeah. past and we worry about it. You go, oh my God, I don't want to get a notice from the IRS that they're going to audit me or want to take a look at something. Um, in the, you know, almost 30 years that I've been self-employed in business, I've been um, audited twice and, and it's, it's not fun. It's a lot of work to prepare for an audit. Um, and both times I came away scot-free. In fact, one time I ended up getting a refund. Imagine that. Oh. You ever heard of the IRS uh, generating a refund from an audit? My, and my CPA had just simply pushed a wrong button on his calculator or whatever, you know, boy, was that a fun uh, 
discussion to have after we were done with the audit. You know, how did this happen? Then I'm getting money back. But uh, didn't want to go through the process to uh, to get a refund on a mistake my CPA made. But, you know, everyone, uh, there's mistakes made a lot of times. And uh, nobody wants to pay more uh, than they have to. So sometimes outside of tax season is a great time to get a second opinion. Uh, CPAs are, are looking for work. Uh, and secondly, if you have a big tax bill to pay, I think it's easier to think strategically and critically uh, about it when it's uh, in your tax return. So sometimes finding an error in your tax return may result in you getting some extra money back or even lower in your tax bill, but it can also go the other way. Uh, but there's good news. Even if you find a tax error that causes you to owe a little bit more, it's still a great idea to get it cleaned up and fixed on your own timetable rather than having the IRS catch the mistake and, and come at you with penalties and and uh, and interest charges and things of that nature. Sure. So is that something that you offer a, a second opinion on, on people's tax returns? I do. I have a, a, a CPA firm on retainer and, uh, you know, conducting a second opinion is pretty straightforward. I tell people this, you know, I say, you know, we might want to look at your taxes and see if there's anything that's been missed. And they say, well, I'll call my CPA. And I say, well, getting a second opinion from the guy that gave you the first opinion isn't, isn't what we're looking at here. We're looking at, looking at right. somebody else, you know? Right. I mean, uh, you don't go to the doctor that diagnosed you with terminal cancer to get a second opinion. You go to somebody else. Uh, but anyway, all we need to do is have a client come in with copies of their past act returns, investment statements, and any other per pertinent data. Uh, we'll go through the documents, get a general idea, an overview of what their total situation is, and then we'll work with our CPAs to prepare an official analysis or report. How do you help people make sure that they're paying the right amount in their taxes? Well, like I said, the, it starts with the second opinion on their taxes. It just never, it never hurts, especially if it saves you uh, one of these costly mistakes. So, uh, you know, Tony, like I suggested, I, I suggest listeners just to, you know, set a consultation, uh, come on into the office with their pertinent documents and we can go from there and see if we need to get the CPAs to, to look over them. And, and, uh, and if that full second review uh, is, is, is necessary, we'll certainly get it done. Oh, definitely. Well, you know what, Eric, our time has come to an end for this segment. We have to take another quick commercial break. Do you have any comments before we do? No, I'd just like to encourage uh, our listeners, if they have any questions about their taxes, uh, since it is tax season, if they'd like us to do a second opinion uh, on previous year's returns, just give me a call in the office at 674-2222, and we'll arrange that. Or uh, uh, look on our website at uh, nvretirementplanners.com, reach out with an email, and, and let me know that you're interested in getting together, and, and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen for you. In today's volatile environment, making sure your scales are balanced has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if not properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. At Nevada Retirement Planners, we created a report that has general guidelines for proper allocation of your retirement and investment assets called the Rule of 100. You can download your complimentary Rule of 100 report at nvretirementplanners.com or call us today at 775-674-2222. And welcome back to our last segment for this show of Financially Tuned on how taxes can affect your retirement. Yeah, it's been a great discussion so far, Eric. Uh, I've already learned a lot. Now, I wanted to ask you how often uh, taxation comes up with your clients when you first meet with them. 
Is it one of their biggest concerns as they talk about, you know, their retirement income plan? Um, also, I imagine some clients think their tax situation is going to be a lot simpler once they get into retirement and aren't working full time. But is that really the case? Well, you know, I I think everyone wants to think their whole life is going to be simpler when they retire. Uh, so it exactly. just kind of just depends. Just like I tell them about health care, you know, just because you're switching from your employer's plan onto Medicare doesn't mean that it's now an afterthought. You, you still have to think about this. So, you know, oftentimes uh, taxes are a definite concern for clients and people's tax situation can change. So it's something we talk about quite often and tax situations vary uh, from client to client. So there's no right answer. That's why I like to meet with clients and, and certainly prospective clients to make sure they have the information they need to make the best decision for them and their retirement uh, needs. You know, there's so many factors to take into consideration as to what someone's doing with their pension, social security, and various investments. And even though clients are not working full-time, their tax situations can still be complicated because they may receive yeah. investment income, interest income, uh, dividend income. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I just can't stress this enough that when, uh, these are things that get overlooked about taxes, you know, people think, uh, you know, it's such a, it's such an unpleasant topic for a lot of people to engage in, especially in retirement that, uh, they tend to just minimize the effect on, their overall finances. But like I said, if they can lower their tax bill by a few dollars every year, that's taxes uh, that they're not going to pay to the the government. And it's money they're not going to take out of other retirement accounts to help sp- supplement their social security and, and, and their income plans. So, you know, when you start taking money out and you're not putting money back into those accounts, I want you to really think about what your tax implications uh, are going to be for the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah, that's and that is a really good point, and uh, I'm glad you brought that up for our listeners. They need to be aware of this stuff as they head toward retirement. Now, my next question, Eric, I have to ask: How many times have you completely read through the tax code? Never. <laughs> what is it? Ten ten thousand pages or something? Yeah, I, I think, heard. I, I heard it's it, over. Well, it's over ten. It used to be ten thousand pages. Now I think it's well over that. Uh, Isn't that crazy? It's nuts. You know, I've, I have little sections in my office, you know, that relate to IRAs and, and retirement accounts and whatnot. And just, just one publication like IRS publication 550, you know, it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it, it's probably a hundred or 200 pages long. Yeah. Um, and you can tell that attorneys wrote all this language, you know? Uh, oh yeah. It's not in, it's not in, uh, it's not in plain English. It's not for the lay, it's not for just the average Joe to go, yeah, I wonder how that works. Well, there's and there's parts that I've read that aren't cut and dry, you know. Uh, these are the items that you're allowed to own inside an IRA. Uh, in most cases, this is what you're allowed, but not always. And they have all these attorney terms in there, not always, but most of the time. And going, come on, just give us a yes or no answer here. But uh, yeah, you'd think if anything was black and white, it would be the tax code. Yeah, but but there are always gray areas. It's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, it just it seems like the, everything our government does is there's there are gray areas and and yep. uh, attorneys are writing these things up and it gets crazy. But yeah, uh, I always just had to give you a hard time about the tax code. Uh, yep. People. I mean, no one at the IRS is no one person knows all of the tax code. They could. I don't it's think just so. A, 
No. No, I've never met anybody who did. So what kind of answer, though, do you typically give people when they ask whether or not they can expect their taxes to go up? I mean, obviously, I assume taxes are always going to go up. But, you know, when when you think about uh, retirement, I guess that becomes a pertinent question. Well, you know, like any other economic topic, uh, taxes are kind of like inflation. But I ask clients if they ask me this, I, I fire right back. Have you have your taxes ever gone down? Yeah, there you go. Well, you know what? Our time is actually coming to an end for this week's show. Is there any additional information you'd like to share with us before we have to go today, Eric? Well, I just, you know, we talked about uh, uh, just simple mistakes that investors make by, you know, holding, you know, uh, holding mutual funds and taxable accounts, Roth IRA conversions, things of that nature. Uh, it's a lot of information to take in, and, and we touched on a lot of different things, but, um if you have any questions, please get a hold of me. Give me a call in the office at 674-2222 or go to my website, download the complimentary retirement income toolkit. Uh, and just remember that, you know, that retirement income toolkit, it's chock full of information uh, to provide you with uh, uh, what the, the tools you need to make sound decisions and build a retirement on a solid foundation uh, that will stand the test of time. All right. Well, thank you so much, Eric. And listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, Eric, this does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned. Wow. Another week in the books. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Eric Cheek at Nevada Retirement Planners. Call 775-674-2222 or visit their website at nvretirementplanners.com. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. 